Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel. chapter 18, we want to continue this evening our thoughts concerning the laws governing the righteous, <coughs> excuse me, the righteous and the wicked. We had first seen the man who was just, who was righteous, and he exhibited, manifested that righteousness by the life which he lived, the manner of life in which he lived. Next, which was last week, we saw that that man who was righteous bare a son. And that son was wicked. That son was evil. And he manifested that by the life which he lived. By the manner of life in which he lived. And as the righteous man his righteous father had eternal life, had everlasting life, and would live, would live eternally with the Lord. However, his son, being wicked, would die. Not only would he die physically, <clears throat> but he would die spiritually, eternally separated from God in the lake of fire. Tonight, in verses 14 through 17, we see that that wicked son there's a son. A son who is righteous. Let's read verses 14 through 17. Now, lo, if he beget a son that seeth all his father's sins, which he hath done, and considereth, and doeth not such like that hath not eaten upon the mountains neither hath lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel hath not defiled his neighbor's wife 
neither hath oppressed any, hath not withholden the pledge, neither hath spoiled by violence, but hath given his bread to the hungry, and hath covered the naked with a garment, that hath taken off his hand from the poor, that hath not received usury nor increase, hath, hath executed my judgments, hath walked in my statutes, he shall not die for the iniquity of his father, he shall surely live. So we have a righteous son with a wicked father, which is the example before us. The wicked man, the previously mentioned son, brings forth a son in time. He fears God. He fears God and seeing all his father's wickedness and his own inept nature to sin turns to God turns to God in fear and he departs from evil the departing from evil is a manifestation that he has turned to God he I do as his father did but he walks in righteousness walk in righteousness he does not engage in false worship in verse 15 that what we have in verse 15 is false worship that hath not eaten upon the mountains neither hath lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel he, he doesn't walk in idolatry he worships God he worships the true and living God he does not turn to idols to false gods for help we've seen this previously with the two previous the, the righteous man did not do that the wicked son did and now this righteous son of the wicked father walk in idolatry doesn't turn to idols doesn't turn to man at least before turning to God for help 
Furthermore, he does not commit adultery. He doesn't covet that which is his neighbor's. He's satisfied with the wife of his youth. He's satisfied with that which God has given him. Verse 16. Verse 16 speaks of oppression. He does not oppress people. He said, neither hath oppressed any. <laughs> in other words, in his walk of faith, in his walk of trusting the Lord, he didn't, he didn't oppress any. He, he is of the mindset. He's of the attitude. <laughs> Who is he to oppress anyone? Who is he to lay his hand upon anyone? Who is he to increase the burden of another man? He realizes that he is only what he is by the grace of God. No doing, doings of his own. One who oppresses another speaks of pride, speaks of arrogance. He thinks he's better than others. He thinks he's better than everyone. And his solution to problems are the answer. They're the answer above, above anyone else's solution to the problems. He doesn't oppress anything. He has not withholding the pledge. That is, he, he doesn't require pledges. Or if he did require a pledge, he doesn't he didn't keep it wrong. He doesn't keep it past its, its due. <laughs> he's fair. We would say he's fair and honest in his dealings. In all his dealings with his fellow man. Also in, in verse 16 we, we see that, that he doesn't steal. He's not a thief. He doesn't. He doesn't spoil by violence. We see also that he is compassionate. For he he feeds the hungry. And he clothes the naked. He's compassion. He has bowels of mercies. Compassion. He has love. Love for all men. Love for his fellow man. A couple of weeks ago, we read out of the book of 
Oh, let's turn there. Colossians chapter 3. We need to, we need to implant this in our heart. This is, what, this is what we need. This is what we need to be. Colossians chapter 3. Let's begin with verse 10. Colossians 3.10 And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, agape, love, divine love, sacrificial love, which is the bond of perfectness. This is that righteous, that, that righteous son. Back in Ezekiel, in our text, he loves his fellow man because he loves his fellow man he has compassion he has bowels of mercies upon them and he doesn't spoil by violence and he feeds the hungry and he clothes the naked Verse 17. Verse 17. He doesn't oppress the poor. That hath taken off his hand from the poor. <laughs> you see, he, he's, he's removed his hand. In fact, he never put it on him. Not as a saved boy. He didn't afflict them. He didn't oppress them. Not as his father had done. But he's compassionate with the poor. He does not charge interest. And if he would happen to charge a stranger interest, it wouldn't be unjust. It would be within the bounds, within the guidelines of interest rates. He does not only abstain from that which is sinful, but does that which is just and, and right. Did you see that in verse 17? That hath taken off his hand from the poor, that 
have not received usury, nor increase hath ex executed my judgments, hath walked in my statutes, he shall not die for the iniquity of his father. He shall surely live. <laughs> He's a just man. He's a righteous man. And it's manifested by the life which he lives. He manifesting that he is in possession of eternal life. He not only says that he's trusting God, that he's a Christian, but he manifested by the life which he lives. First Corinthians. First Corinthians in chapter two. In verse 14, here we have the contrast. Same contrast that we have back there in the book of Ezekiel in the 18th chapter. The contrast between a wicked father and a righteous son. And here's the difference. But the natural man, verse 14 of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Notice, <laughs> I love the tense of these verbs. Receiveth. And I'll put in a plug here for the KJV. The ESV, the NIV, all those other perversions, they remove the, ET, the TH and just add S. Receives. Receives does not, does not portray the ever-present tense of the verb. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. As long as he is in his natural state, he does not, he did not, he does not know, nor will he ever, as long as he's in that natural state, receive the things of God, the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned, because those things of the Spirit of God are only discerned by he who has the Spirit of God indwelling him, and teaching him, and leading and guiding him in all things. Turn with me to the book of Romans. The book of Romans in chapter 8. And look with me here at verse beginning with verse 12. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 12. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Brethren, 
children of God. We're not to live after the flesh. Here's why. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. Just what we read back there in the book of Ezekiel. You're manifesting a wicked spirit. It's not manifesting the spirit of God indwelling you. Ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit, through the spirit of God, do mortify, do kill, do put to death the deeds, the works of the body, ye shall live. Just what we read in the book of Ezekiel in chapter 18 the righteous man manifests that he's righteous by the life which he lives and he shall live <laughs> he's manifesting the spirit of God is indwelling him for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God being led by the spirit of God we manifest a life that has changed a it is different from the wicked. Just as we've seen in the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 18. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians, in chapter 2. And yes, we're going to start with faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. Keep that in your mind. Keep that in your mind for the next couple of weeks. And that not of yourselves. It's not of any works of yours. It is the grace of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. We're his creation. He's done a work, a work of grace in us. Changing us, the first part of the chapter, from what we were to but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins. Oh, let that sink in. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. We're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. <laughs> you see, the child of God, the one truly has a work of grace done in them. Manifest that work of grace by the work, good works. He does that which is right. First of all, before God. To God. He worships God and God alone. And he loves the Lord God because he loves the Lord God and worships him he walks justly and uprightly his fellow man loving 
and compassionate, merciful, forgiving them, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven us. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. If we're a child of God, we should walk in them. That is in those good works and in the manifesting of those good works. Turn with me to the book of Second John. Chapter 1. Second John, chapter 1. And verse 4. I, John, rejoice greatly that I found of thy children. Whose children? Back to verse 1. The elder, John, unto the elect lady. Who's the elect lady? Well, there's many differences of opinion as to who the elect lady is. Personally, I believe it's a church. He's speaking of a particular church. The elect lady and her children. <laughs> Those who are in her assembly. Her members. <laughs> Those who have been begotten. And are in this church. Verse, back to verse 4. I rejoice say that I found of thy children... Walking in truth. Walking in truth. What is truth? The Lord Jesus Christ is truth. His word is truth. The word of God is truth. Walking in truth. As we have received a commandment from the Father. We receive this commandment that we walk in that we be obedient. If you love me, keep my commandments. He said, walk in truth. Be obedient to it. Now turn with me to 3 John and chapter 1. And verse 3. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. The truth. This individual was walking in truth. I mean, not only professed the truth with his mouth, but his life manifested that he believed the truth that he was speaking. Trust uh, came and trusted of the truth, testified of the truth that is in thee, 
even as thou walkest in the truth. <laughs> See, not only, not only did he have brethren come and testify that he was, he believed the truth, was walking in the truth, but John says, I witnessed the truth being in thee. Do a comparison. Comparison. Turn, turn to the book of Psalms. Psalms in chapter 86, verse 11. The psalmist here says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. Is the way of the Lord truth? <laughs> the Lord's truth. He gave to us his word that we might walk according to the truth. His word is truth. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. <laughs> teach, me, teach me your way, Lord. Your way is truth, and I'll walk in it. Unite my heart to fear, to fear thy name. Unite my heart to fear thy name, to honor thy name, to reverence thy name, to stand in all of it, and to fear you, Lord, for who you are, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, gracious, merciful, loving, and compassionate. God, he is. Turn with me to the 119th Psalm. Psalms 119. Look with me at verse 1. Psalms 119 and verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. in the way you see they're, they're manifesting that they're undefiled they're undefiled in heart they have a new heart a heart which, which loves God and loves his way and so they're walking in the way in his way who walk in the law of the Lord <laughs> they manifest they, they walk in the law of the Lord they manifest that they're undefiled because of the walk that they walk not just the talk which they talk but the walk which they walk verse 2 blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart <laughs> they keep his testimony they keep his word they guard his word 
They love His Word. They guard His Word. They obey His Word. Or I should put it, they love His Word. They obey His Word. And they guard His Word. We're told in the book of Proverbs to buy the truth. Get it at all costs. And sell it not. And oh, there are many that have had the truth. They've gotten the truth. They've had the truth teach to them, taught to them. Excuse me. Get proper English here. They had the truth taught to them. But they've forsaken it. They've sold it. They give it away. Verse 3. They also do no iniquity. They walk in history. We know, we know that there's no man living that is perfect. But this man walking in the word of the Lord, walking in the path of the Lord, in his testimony, he's manifesting that he's perfect in heart and that one day be perfect one day he's going to be without sin amen <laughs> I can't imagine that I've said that over and over my, I used to call my mother and we used to talk about that and we can't imagine that but we know it's going to be glorious not to for me not to sin anymore you see why because that's the desire of my heart now is not to sin is it the desire of your heart are you truly righteous just or are you just putting on a show we'll be dealing with that individual shortly are you on a show eventually we're going to see in the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 that individual eventually goes back to wallowing in the pigsty he's as a dog returning to his vomit Shall we look to the Lord?